everybody stand up. I want y'all to look that way. Turn that way. Face that way. I want y'all to face this way. Now, here's what I want everybody to do. Stick your tongue out. <laughs> now sit down. Is everybody all right? Amen. Glory to God. I'll tell you what, boy, I'd rather be here in the, in the best jail. Somebody say amen. I'd rather be here in the house of God than the most secure, hey, jail cell in the world. Amen. Locked up, locked away. Hey, I'd rather be in the house of God than down at the best hospital. Amen. Or some insane asylum out of my mind. I'd rather be here than down at the morgue somewhere at the funeral home. Hey, is everybody all right? I'd rather be down at the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's right. Glory to God. Well, it's preaching time now. Amen. Done had enough singing. Glory to God. Hey, I like good singing. I like it. Amen. I love to hear y'all sing. But boy, I tell you what, Holy Ghost been dealing with me and I'm just going to preach a while. Is that all right? Amen goes right there. Open your Bibles up to the book of 2 Corinthians this morning. Amen. And boy, I tell you what, I was praying, seeking the Lord. Uh, boy, and I, I was down here and I was reading, amen, uh, the other day and I read this and I thought I'd do a lot of reading that day. I just read a few verses. Boy, and I ain't read nothing since, amen. Just keep reading over them same verses. Keep reading over them same verses. Amen, God won't let me go no farther. Hey, is everybody all right? Why is that, Brother Tracy? Because there's something in there, amen. Hey, something in them verses for all of us. Hallelujah. Amen, I tell you, it's preaching time. Hallelujah. I love the Lord this morning. Amen, I thank God for saving my soul. I thank God, amen, I ain't the man I used to be. That song, it's under the blood. Boy, I tell you what, I'm glad the blood covered my sin. Somebody said, what'd you do? Hey, you name it, I'd done it, amen. I'd, you name it just about, I'd done it. And boy, the God of glory came to where I was at. Hey, and he saved me, and he changed who I was. He changed how I acted. He changed my thoughts. Hey, he made me a new creature. I said he made me a new creature, amen. And he'll do the same for you. He's done the same for a lot of us. Is everybody all right? He's done the same for a lot of you. Changed who you was. Changed your desires. Ain't that right? Amen, boy. We've been through some things in our life. But boy, God's been good. God's been good to me. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. Be talking to you this morning. Amen, I don't know how far we'll get. Is everybody all right? Amen. But we're going to get just as far as the Lord will let us get. Amen. Second Corinthians, chapter number six, child of God. Is everybody all right? Well, I'm glad I'm saved. I say, y'all, I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. I'm glad I ain't got to worry about hell. When I look out here at this world, how wicked it is, how ungodly everybody's getting out there. I'm glad there's one thing. I, I have to worry about my family. All you men say amen, or at least grunt. I have to worry about my family when they're out yonder uh, going to work or going to the store or when they ain't around me, Brother Tiny, where I can protect them. <laughs> All right. Is everybody okay? 
You don't have to worry about them, Richie, amen. Somebody gonna mess with them, somebody gonna attack them, somebody gonna hurt them, have to worry about all that, have to worry about when the bills come due, somebody say amen, have to worry about all y'all and y'all's family and the problems that y'all have and the sicknesses that come y'all way, I ain't complaining about it, have to worry about that, have to worry about whether you're gonna fall out with God and fall out of the church, have to worry about that, have to worry about where you're at, what you're doing, amen, is the devil attacking you, I have to worry about that. I have to worry about my family when they get sick. I have to pray over them and worry about that. I have to worry about they gonna make it, they gonna be all right. Hey, but there's one thing I ain't gotta worry about, boy. What's that? I ain't gotta worry about hell. Hey, why? Because on December the 17th, glory to God, of 1989, the Lord Jesus Christ came to where I was and he saved me. Hallelujah, and he told me I would never have to worry about hell again, Big John. Amen goes right there. That's right, I ain't got to worry about hell. Why, because I ain't a going. You can tell me to go there, but you can't make me go there because Jesus Christ, or the Son of God, said I ain't got to go. Save me from that place. Hallelujah. Now, I just ain't got over it. Amen. I think the air's broke in this place. Getting awful hot in here. But you ain't felt nothing till you feel the flames of hell. Is everybody all right? Amen. Where we then, verse number one. We then. We then. He's talking to the church, to the brethren. Is everybody okay? Child of God, you all right? We then, as workers together, Workers together with him. Who? With Jesus Christ. Is everybody all right? Workers together with God. Amen. We got saved. God didn't save us just keep us sitting on a bench. Is everybody all right? And God don't want us to have, have divisions in the house of God. He wants us to work together. Is everybody okay? Wants us to come together and work together with him. Is everybody all right? We then as workers together with him beseech you. Amen. We entreat you. We implore you. We're begging you. Is everybody okay? When was the last time? Hey, you begged somebody. For what? Well, let's see. Also that ye receive not. Ye receive not the grace of God in vain. And I looked at that and I want to look all that up because I'm ignorant. And I want to make sure everybody's on the right page and has everything they need and knows exactly what he's talking about. Amen? The grace of God does not give us a license to sin, child of God. Because we live under grace and no longer under the law shall we uh, uh, sin. He says, God forbid. Is everybody all right? The grace of God does not give us a license to sin. That crowd out yonder preaching that hyper grace, you can live any kind of way you want to and it's all right. Amen, because you're going to heaven. Let me tell you something. That doctrine's out of hell. It's wickedness, ungodly. Is everybody okay? Amen, you might be going to heaven. Amen, but boy, I tell you, you're going to live a rough life on the way and God didn't design it that way. He don't want you to live like that. So he said, receive not the grace of God 
And what is that? Well, we've got it, amen. It's the divine influence upon the heart. That's God's influence upon your heart and it's reflection in the life, amen. It's divine favor. It's, it's, it's a, a favorable, it's the favor, uh, 1828 says like it's the favorable influence of God, the divine influence or the influence of the Spirit in renewing the heart and restraining it from sin. Somebody ought to shout. The grace of God ought to have power over your life. Amen. Listen to this. In renewing the heart, restraining it from sin, it's unmerited love. You don't deserve it. You can't do enough to earn it. It's because God loved you. Amen. While you're a yet sinner and he gave his son to die for you. We ain't nothing we can do to earn salvation. Right? So listen to what he said. It's renewing the heart's unmerited love and unmerited favor of God. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. The application of Christ's righteousness to the sinner. Amen, it's salvation, the grace of God. Amen, it's, it's God wanting to work in your life. Somebody say amen, right? And so he said, don't receive it in vain. You say, you been saved? Have you? Amen, when I went to church, when I was 23 years old, December 17th, 1989, I didn't have a clue what saved was, what salvation was. Amen, never, had never hardly ever been to church in my life. I only went because somebody invited me. I only went because one of my nieces invited me. Amen, they was having a Christmas play. They said, Uncle Tracy, would you come to church? Won't you come to church and see the Christmas play? I said, I'll go as long as there ain't no big old man up there screaming and hollering. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? Amen. They said, no, there won't be none of that. They lied to me. Amen, Brother Michael got to preaching. Is everybody all right? I didn't know what saved was. Uh, uh, crumbly, I didn't know. I didn't know nothing about church. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to behave myself. Hey, I was a sinner. Amen, I was a barroom brawler. Did you hear me? Glory to God, I was a redneck all the way. Amen, from my neck up. Somebody say amen. I was so much redneck, my head got red. Hey, are you hearing me? I'd fight you at the drop of a hat, and I'd drop the hat to do it. And if you didn't like it, I'd fight you again. Amen. That's just who I was. I didn't care what nobody thought about me. I didn't ask nobody no questions. Amen, I didn't ask nobody no permission. Hey, I just done what I wanted to do. Strolled up in that church that night, Zach. Holy Ghost came, sat down right next to me. Amen. Is everybody all right? Told me I was going to hell. Well, long story short, he realized, I realized that night what hell was all about and realized I didn't want to go there. Realized I wasn't going to take over when I got there. Realized I wasn't going to be the popular kid when I got there. Oh, I was popular in high school. Everybody wanted to hang around Puckett. Amen. And if they didn't want to hang around me, it's because they were scared of me. Are you hearing me? That's just who I was. Amen. I, 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 but when I realized that night, Mason, when I got down to hell, I wasn't going to be that popular kid no more. I was going to burn forever. 
So I called out on Jesus Christ, cried like a baby. The Lord came down and saved me, changed me that night. I ain't got over it. I said, I ain't got over it. Amen? And so he says, receive not this grace, this salvation of God. He said, receive it not in vain. Wow. Vain means empty. Empty. Hmm. Fruitless, without effect. 1828 says it's empty, worthless, having no sustenance, value, or importance. Fruitless, ineffectual. Amen? He said, what? You got saved. God, God saved you. God's grace is resting upon you. His influence, his divine influence, Jesse Busby, he's trying to uh, uh, imprint it on your heart and, and move you into action for him. And yet we see so many people who are saved who have this emptiness. They never have anything to give for God. Uh-oh. Is everybody okay? They have no fruit. They don't tell nobody what God done for them. They don't even tell nobody they go to church. They don't tell nobody that they are a Christian. They don't, they don't witness for the Lord. He said, don't receive it in vain. He said, I, 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 I've done this for you. I saved you. I desire, God desires to make a difference in your life. But more importantly, what he wants out of you is for you to make a difference in somebody else's life. Amen. When was the last time your cup runneth over? So many Christians are running around with an empty cup. They're not receiving anything from the Lord. They're not allowing God's divine influence to impact their life. Is everybody okay? Oh, y'all didn't want this this morning, did you? But it's preaching to empty, empty. We got a lot of church members walking around empty on God. They've been nothing to share, nothing to tell about the goodness of God, nothing to witness for the grace of God. Is everybody all right? Empty. Verse two, man, I didn't know it was gonna be on this. This ain't even the message, but boy, this a preaching. Amen, verse two, he says in verse two, listen to this, this is God speaking. Paul's telling us, listen what God done. For he saith, who God's speaking now. God's, God's telling us something. He's telling us what he done for us on the day he saved us. The day of salvation. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. Amen. Can I tell you today that God's ears are listening? God's listening to the prayer the Bible tells us that happens in this place. God's eyes are upon the altar in this place, in this house. Why? Because the word of God tells us it is. Tells us he is. Amen? 
And so he said, he said, listen to me. This is what I've done for you. He said, I heard thee. I heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Amen. And that does not say succored. I heard a man try to preach on it like that one time. Amen. Messed everything up. Amen. You need to find out what the word means. Is everybody okay? Amen. God ain't trying to trick you into salvation. Is everybody all right? God paints a true picture of what you need in your life. Amen right there. He said, I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And that word secured. I looked that up, amen. And it means, it's got, it's got a couple of different meanings. But it basically, it means this. To help or to aid. Literally, 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 the word means, the word secured, or secured means, the word secure. That's where secured comes from. That's where secured comes. He said, I secured thee. This was past tense, but it comes from the root word secure. Amen. And this is what it literally means. It literally means to run to, to run to, amen, for to help or to relieve when you are in difficulty or in distress. It literally means to run to, to assist and deliver from suffering. To run to. When you're in distress, when you, when you are suffering, when you are going through anguish, when you are, when you are on your face and, and you are in need of help, God's, God said, hey, the day you cried out, he said, don't take my grace in vain because the day you cried out, the day you were suffering, the day you was in distress, the day you needed help, the day you realized you was going to hell and you didn't want to go, he said, I ran to you and delivered you. Amen. You realize up there in that jail cell, Amen. When you got to crying and weeping in front of them hardened criminals, amen, all them murderers, all them evil people, God ran to you. Hey, God ran to where you was and he saved your soul. Jonathan, you realize when you was in solitaire, amen, and you was weeping and crying, amen, and didn't have nobody there, he ran to you. Jennifer, you remember that day? I think it's right over there. Amen. After, after Jackie Kendrick's preach on the way to church that morning and you knelt down, you wasn't wicked, ungodly. You wasn't, you wasn't worldly. You, you was pure. Amen. You wasn't out in the world. Oh, but you know you didn't want to die and go to hell and you cried out in need and suffering and torment on the inside. God ran to you. Why well, right there, preach. That right there, preach. Tyler Busby, when you knelt down in that altar up there, whoo, lost a good boy. We'd asked your mama, How, what kind of boy is Tyler? She wouldn't have said, why, that boy's rebellious. That boy's hard-headed. He don't let, oh, no. She just said, that's my baby. 
and he's a good boy. I ain't never had no trouble out of tower. I ain't never heard him raise his voice. Are you hearing me? If I could just get his brothers to quit picking on him, he's gonna be all right. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Mama would have said he was a good boy. He wasn't out drinking. He wasn't out partying. He wasn't out whoremongering. Is everybody all right? Hey, is everybody okay? But there was one thing he needed. He needed somebody to save him from hell. Hey, you hear me? Hey, man, and when you knelt down, Tyler Busby, and you called out on him, he said, I support, I ran to you. Woo! That's what God wants us to know today. When we called out, Brother Darrell, one of the worst of the worst, worst of the worst, that day at Hyde's Chapel Baptist Church in the old-fashioned altar. He run to you. Amen. He said, I succored, I ran to aid you. I ran to deliver you from your suffering, from your torment. You hear me? How many saved in here this morning? You know what? You know what he done for you? He died, he gave his son to die for you. And the day, Brandon, you raised your hand. The day you cried and wept and boo-hooed and I mean cried and cried and cried over a past that might have haunted you. You know what God does, son? He ran to you. Woo! When everybody else might have been running away from you, God was running to you. Hey, well, we got something to shout about. We got something to get excited about. We got something to get happy about. We got something to tell somebody. Amen, don't let your grace of God be in vain in your life. Don't walk around empty, glory to God. Hey, we got something, amen, to jump and shout and holler and share with the world. And when they cry out to him, they need to know he'll run to him, Jonathan. That's right, that's right. Oh yeah, he even runs behind old stinky dumpsters. You wasn't, you wasn't worth shooting, boy. You was playing to a lie. You done told everybody you was saved. You was, you was walking around in suits and ties, toting the Bible, amen, quoting it to everybody, and you didn't even know it. But one day, Amen. behind an old stinky dumpster, Amen. Troy knelt down, and guess what happened? God ran to him. Ran to him. Ran to him, Mason, on October the 18th. What was it? 22222. 2022. Right up here in this altar. Family wasn't around. Boy, but the church folks was here. Man of God up preaching. 
<laughs> Amen. I think he was preaching on false professions that night. Amen. He just, he just reeled in a bunch of y'all. What happened? Oh, redneck Mason knelt down in an old-fashioned altar. And you know what God did, boy? He run to you. Run to you. Which side was it on, Mason? Over there? Yeah, and yours was over here. Jennifer's was over here. Amen. Brandy Busby, I think, was over here. Amen. Tyler, I think you was up front. Wasn't you? Oh, at home, okay. And, and, and Jesse, Dan Sherwood, you was right over there. You didn't think I remembered that, did you? Amen. Angley, what if you was over there? Yeah. Hey, uh, you ain't April. April, where yours was? Right up there. Zach, you was at home. Where was yours? Right, right, got a spot right up there. And God runs it. Where was yours? Right, right over there. Yeah, I think your mama's was over there after you got saved. Oh, oh that's right over there. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll forgive her. Home, you, right up there. Yeah. What happened to Richie? Richie got flashed. Scared him half to death. True story. He'll tell you. He got flashed. Scared him to death. Had to run up here and get saved. He didn't get flashed. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't get flashed here to church. He's a power. He works on power lines. And when they blow up, they flash you. That's what, yeah, see y'all. Get your minds out the gutter, church. What's wrong with y'all? What in the world's wrong with y'all people? That messed up everything. Every, every, every stinking one of y'all need to repent now. Sure did. Yeah, that thing blowed up. That thing blowed up. They didn't burn his face. Hey, you know how bad. Wife broken down. Called my wife just bawling like a baby. Richie's burnt. It got flashed. She called me. I was on my mail route. I just pulled over, man, right there in the middle of that subdivision. Got out, started praying. Got out, started. You know people called my supervisor that day, Richie, my wife tell you, they called the post office. They said, I don't know what's wrong with this crazy mailman. He's screaming at the ground. Oh, yeah. They said, what world was going on out there? I said, what are you talking about? And people called and said, you was out screaming at the ground. I said, I was praying. They said, oh, never mind. <laughs> so I done prayed enough up there at work. They know. What's happening? What happened? Miss Chrissy, right up here, wasn't it, somewhere? Big John, yours is right over there. Yeah, yeah. Both of them got the same spot, just about. You know what happened? He run to you, and he waited on you to get there, and then he run to you. Ain't that something? Wow. A lot of y'all got the spots right up here. Some of y'all got a spot at home. Amen. Where God ran to you. He, he said, man, this ain't the message, but this is the message. He said, for he said, God, he, he wants you to remember 
child of God. He wants you to know what he's done for you. I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Have I run to you to aid you? You were suffering. You were in turmoil. You were in distress. You was, you was facing a problem you couldn't fix on your own. What was that? You needed a savior. You were going to hell. He said, and I ran to you. I ran to you. I didn't just stroll over there. I didn't say, oh, well, I got to get up off my throne and get down there. No, he said, I ran. <laughs> I can't help but think about when that prodigal come home. And the father was looking for him. Is everybody all right? And when he saw him a great way off, he ran to him. What did he do? He secured him. He ran to him. Hallelujah. That's right. I'm going to read a couple more verses. I'm going to be done. So what did he say? He said, he said, listen. He said, receive not the grace of God in vain. Your salvation, what he done for you. He said, don't receive it in vain. Don't let it be something that's worthless in your life. Oh, I go to church. Is that all you do for the Lord? That's what he's asking. That's what he's saying. Don't let it be in vain. Don't let what God done for you be in vain. Be something you never, you never get the full benefit of. You're going to heaven. Hallelujah. But are you receiving everything that comes with it? There's benefits. There's things the Bible says that accompany salvation. Are you receiving those? Talk to me, church. So many, so many in the day in which we live have received the grace of God in vain. It's not that they ain't saved. It's not that they ain't going to heaven, but they walk around empty. They walk around miserable. They walk around in darkness. They walk around defeated. They walk around depressed. They never share what God's done for them. They never tell anybody else about the goodness of God and what he's done in their life and what he can do for them. Amen. If they just trust him, if they would lean on him, if they would let God. God has blessings. He wants to pour out on them but they never say a word. They've received it in vain. They're empty and they're useless. That's what in vain means. And God said don't receive it that way. Don't let it just be amen a ticket to heaven although that is great. That is great. That's why I got saved in the first place. I didn't want to die and go to hell. There's so much more that accompanies it, that comes with it. Amen? He said, he said, I secured thee, I ran to thee. I ran to thee. When thou was helpless, when thou was hopeless, I ran to thee and I helped thee. I secured thee. I delivered thee. I saved thee. I washed thy sins away. I cleansed thee. You no longer have to worry about hell. I took the torment out of your mind and out of your soul, and I gave you peace. That's what he done. He said, I want you to understand that. You hear me? He said, I ran to you. I ran to you because I knew that call was urgent. And listen to this. And he says in verse 3, he's talking to you, believer. He's talking to you, child of God. 
Amen. If you ain't saved, you need to get saved. Amen. You just, if you don't get saved, you're going to hell. Now, this ain't no sugar, sugary way to put it. Amen. Don't hear preaching like this much no more. Amen. And most of you watered down sermons. Everybody all right? But he says here in verse 3, giving, talking to you, child of God, giving no offense in anything. Wow. He's telling us, Brother Paul, he saved us, he secured us, he helped us, he run to us. He said, don't receive my grace in vain. He said, in giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. And then he gives some things. He says some more things. And we're going to get in that in just a minute and I'm going to be done. That the ministry be not blamed. I wonder, I wonder. I said it. I've said it. Especially when I was lost. And seen how some church folks acted. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? I said something like kind of along the lines of this. That's the kind of folks that go down there to church. I don't need to go. You know why? Because of how they was living. They was, they was doing things that was bringing a reproach against the church. Little did I know that I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been going to church for them no way. I'm going for my relationship with God. But he said, giving no offense in anything, child of God, in anything. What does that leave out? Huh? What is it he's saying? You don't give an offense in anything, but you can give it one in this. He says, giving no offense. No offense. And it's, and it's this. This is what it means. I looked that up. From a stumbling to stub on, i.e. to trip up, to stumble at, are an occasion of sin. In other words, we're not to live our life or give an offense in front of anybody in anything that would cause them to trip up, to stumble at, going to church. Somebody say amen. Have you ever been walking along and stubbed your toe? Mm. You almost fall? Amen. Our life should not cause anybody to stub their toe. Way we live as a child of God should not cause anybody, amen, amen, to stumble at wanting to be a Christian. That's what he's saying. Giving an offense, not, not giving an offense in anything. Giving not an offense in anything. But in all things, now here it is. This is what I want to get to, and I'm going to be done here in just a minute. Verse 4, but in all things, but in all things, approving, approving, that word approving means to stand with, to sit together, to agree with, to like or to be pleased with. Approving, standing with, listen to this, but in all things, what does that leave out? 
approving ourselves, ourselves, as the ministers of God in much, uh-oh, and then it gives a list of things, patience, in much patience, in much patience. And I was, I'm just going to read over these because the time. In afflictions, everything ain't always going to go your way. Everything ain't always going to be easy. In, in, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, how you behave yourself, how you act, your character, your personality, in stripes, you may have to suffer some, some, some torments, some pain, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness. Approving, approving ourselves by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love, by love unfeigned, something that's pure and holy, not hypocritical. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Amen. We want to live this way today on this side. We live in righteousness over here, but when we're running with this crowd, we live wicked and ungodly. That's a double-minded man. That's somebody that's unstable. Is everybody all right? Two-faced. Is everybody okay? And so as I begin to read over all these, I begin to look at these. He's telling us, he said, listen. He said, approving ourselves. Let me ask you a question that Paul even talks about over in Romans. Is what you live, how you live, your life, you say you're a Christian, you're a child of God, you're saved, the things that you partake of, the things that you do, if you saw someone else acting just like you, and here's the question, would you approve of their lifestyle? That's how you find out if you're approving yourself or disapproving. If it's a wicked sin and ungodly and against the scripture for you to fornicate, is everybody all right? then it ought to be against the scripture and ungodly for me to fornicate. See, but so many folks, we will look at what somebody else is doing, we will be quick to condemn them when our life, our lifestyle, amen, is mimicking theirs. But look out. The things I would, those I do not, and the things I should not do, those things I do, are you hearing me? And I didn't quote it just exactly right. Amen, but you got the gist of it. Amen. We can't condemn someone else in the same things that we do and then approve ourselves and say we're right with God. And that's what's going on in a lot of churches across the land. That's why folks are stumbling at it. That's why folks are stumbling. That's why folks are struggling with the church. It's not so much, amen, the, the wicked things of the world. It's how the church folk live. Amen. I mean, I'm so far beyond that. Is everybody okay? Amen. 
I'm not supposed to uh, be cursing you, ain't he? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I've had a lot of people over 23 years been pastoring here. I've had a lot of people, Alan, that have left this church mad at me. Mad at me. Is everybody all right? I'll take the blame for most of them. I mean, some of them's y'all's fault. Is everybody okay? I, 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 I could tell you one of them that's the deacon's fault, 100% sure. We had a singing group come here, and I won't mention their names, amen, but he looks like Santa Claus. Came to this church. They got mad because of something I preached. So I went to visit them, asked them why they wasn't coming. Said, well, I'd come over, but y'all don't take up offering on Sunday night. That blowed me away, man. I said, that like to knock me off. I mean, that like to knock me down. You talk about being knocked over with a feather? Tyler Busby, literally, I went, hallelujah. What do you mean? He said, well, you know, we sang everything and all this and all that and everything, and we can't get there a lot on Sunday morning, and we come on Sunday night, and nobody takes up offering. I said, well, you can give it to Darrell at that time. I think he was the treasurer. He said, I just don't feel like chasing somebody down to give him my money. I said, well, give it to me. I'll come to you. He said, no, I just think that. You tell them they need to take up offering on Sunday night. I said, okay, I'll tell them. Y'all come, right? Yeah, we'll think about it if they'll take up offering on Sunday night. I told the deacons. I said, he said, if y'all take up offering on Sunday night. I said, he said it wasn't my fault. He ain't mad at me. He's mad at y'all. They said, we ain't taking up offering. One of the deacons even called me a liar. They don't go here no more. I said, what do you mean he didn't say that? I'm telling you what the man told me. He said, if y'all take up an offering on Sunday night, he don't want to run around and have to hand somebody his money. They said, well, we take up offering once a week like we feel like Scripture wants us to. I said, I'm fine with that. So see, everybody, everything, anyway, let me, <laughs> I ain't never had nobody leave here, Big John. Never. Now, I've had them say a lot of things about me. Amen. But they've never left and said, I can't go down there to that church because that pastor down there, he cusses everybody out. I ain't never had none of them tell, tell this on me, put it on Facebook or anything. I, I would go down there, but that preacher down there, he runs around to the bars and drinks. Ain't never, ain't none of them never said that. Ain't never one person ever left this church. Amen. Said I'd go down there, but that old Trace Puckett runs around on his wife with every one of the women in the church. Now we've heard that about uh, some other preachers, but they ain't never said that about me. Amen. They ain't never run around. Amen. Left this church and said, "Well, I would go down there, but that preacher down there runs around with all teenage girls." No, ain't none of them never said that. I ain't never had none of them say, I'd go down there, amen, but that preacher ain't there half the time. He's on vacation all the time, and he ain't never there on Sundays at all. No. Have them say stuff like, well, we just, you know, we just ain't being fed. Lie to hell. Amen, they just don't want what's being preached because they're living in sin. Is everybody all right? But if, they, but, if they, but if they look at your life and they can say that about you, now I'm not perfect by no means. Amen? And we're supposed to approve ourselves 
And what's the, what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the measure? Well, if I'm looking at somebody else and they're living like me, would I approve of their lifestyle or not? Hello. Those last couple of verses, well, let's just read. He said verse number 12, you are not straightening us, but you are straightened in your own bowels. That word straightened right there, it means to be narrow. Narrow. Your problem, while you're running around empty on God, is because when, when you get straightened, you start being restricted of things, amen, how we're supposed to live, of things we accept of the word of God. And this is what he's talking about. I'm not taking anything out of context. So this morning, child of God, first and foremost, are you saved? If you are, have you taken the grace of God in vain? Only you can answer that. I can't. Are you running around empty? You never share your testimony? Or, or would you condemn somebody else for being a Christian if they was living like you? And it ain't even what you do out in public. What do you do when you get home? Does your family have confidence in you as a Christian? I'll just say it. You can ask my daughters. They ain't never seen me run around without a shirt on. Just sit there and ask them. They ain't never seen me run around in my drawers. Is everybody okay? Hey, Daddy, there's just some things your daughters don't need to see. And I don't care what you think about it. Hallelujah, right there. Amen. They come home, they go through the fridge there, they ain't going to find no wine, no booze. Amen. My wife's got complete access to my phone at any time. She's got all the passwords. Is everybody okay? Amen right there. Husbands, wives. That's right. I can pick hers up and look at it too. Amen. That's right. Hey, she's got, hey, I'll give every one of y'all all the access you need to all my social media accounts. You want it? You can have it. You can say everything on my social media. I don't care. I ain't got nothing to hide on my social media. Somebody says, you ain't got none. That's right. I'm the last holdout, crumbly. Amen. When that Facebook and all that garbage came out, boy, all these preachers preached again it. Now every one of them's got one. Except me. Poor, pitiful me. Amen. I'm happier for it. Somebody start making way to piano. There's a whole lot I, I could have preached today. He tells us, he says, listen, there's some things that God wants us to know. He said, he said, listen, don't receive my grace in vain. Use what I've given you. His divine influence upon your heart. His blessings he wants to pour out into your life. Let God fill your heart with his grace and his love and his mercy and his word. And then you'll have something to share with others. You can tell them about the day you knelt and God ran to you, ran to where you was 
when you was falling on your face crying, weeping like a baby, broken in pieces because your world was shattered and you called out on God and he ran to where you was. Why won't you share that with somebody? They need it. It's not just about what God's done for you, but it's what he can do for them. Hey, he'll run to them. He'll help them. He'll help them, Daddy. Brody, he'll run to you, son. I've never met, I've never found one. Not one, Brother Darrell. That's knelt down and called out on him. Met his condition. By faith. Where he didn't run to them. And he didn't pick them up and care for them. I've never met one. Not one. I would, but you know, you know, this is what I thought. I thought, boy, all them people down at church, they're just nerds. Just nerds. That's what I thought. Until I got saved. Amen. I just gonna let you in on a secret. I don't fight no more, but I ain't forgot how. Is everybody all right? Amen. Some of the best people I know, the greatest people I know, go down to the house of God. Saved. Saved. Going to heaven. Outside that old Sunday school room that morning, Brother Larry. Man was over in Vietnam. Said, uh, they was all talking about one day how you say dog in Vietnam, Vietnamese and how you say cat, how you say barbecue. Brother Larry spoke up and said, I didn't want to know but one thing. How you say stop or I'll kill you. Went to the Chuck Norris School of Karate, sure enough. You don't want to mess with that little fella. Amen? Because he will tell you in Chinese, what's that mean? Stop or I'll kill you. And he knows how. Some of the greatest people, some of the strongest people, some of the most mighty people go down to the house of God. That Bible's full of men. There's a man in that Bible, there's a man, slew a thousand men with the jawbone of an ass. You hear me? There was a man, there was a man in that Bible that stood in the midst, in the midst of the ground, in the midst of a field, amen, full of lentils, full of beans, amen, and defended it against like 800 men, slew a whole troop of Philistines by himself. There was a man that stood, amen, and went out into the field and started slaying a Philistines until his hand clave to the sword and became one with the sword. Everybody else run off because they was afraid. I'm telling you, some of the greatest men you'll ever meet, some of the greatest warriors you'll ever hear about are recorded on the pages, going to cut of that Bible right there. Amen. Some of the greatest men you'll ever run into, some of the toughest men you'll ever run into, some of the most godless women you'll ever run into got a, got a checkered past, 
got a black past, but God came to where they was. God run to them. Now they're teaching Sunday school. Now they're singing songs and the Holy Ghost of God resting upon them. Why? Because they surrendered everything to God. Some of the most holiest women you'll ever meet down to the house of God. Great women. Hey! Best mamas. Best sisters. Best friends. That's right. Best aunts. Grandmas. Breezy fixed some sandwiches yesterday. I think Callie asked, said, Mama, who made these sandwiches? She said, Nana. Callie looked up there and said, Nana's perfect. And do y'all know I had to sleep with that woman last night? I couldn't even hardly get into bed, her head so big. Nana's perfect. Couldn't have said that about Papa. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying, best people I know down at the house of God. We all got a past from where we came from. Let's not take the grace of God in vain. Let's not walk around not sharing it. Amen. Y'all have purpose in your heart today. Pray and ask God to put somebody in your path that you can tell them about the day. Not when Brother Tracy knelt. About the day. Amen. You say, I ain't got that great of a testimony. You got a testimony that got God up off the throne and he ran to you. And he will do the same for them no matter what shape they're in. Why don't you ask God to let you share that with somebody? Don't take his grace in vain. Don't let it just sit on the shelf. Do nothing with it. Man, what a waste. The greatest gift. Of, man, I should have been preaching this for Christmas. The greatest, greatest gift we've ever received. The world has ever known is Jesus Christ. Man, we've got something to tell, to share. Why not be running around in vain, empty? Tell it. Let God help you. I love you today. If you don't know him, why don't you come down here? Let the Holy Ghost introduce you. He'll run to you. If you do know him, and maybe you, maybe you have kind of pulled back a little, hadn't been sharing him like you should, maybe today would be a good day to come down here and say, God, revive me. God, help me again to see how great you was the day I got saved. Maybe you've lost that spark. He'll give it back. He said, I heard you. He's listening. He's listening for you. He'll run to you. He'll help you. And maybe you're here and you're just full of the Lord. You're just full of God. You know what you need to do? You need to come and say, God, just keep pouring it in me. And I'll keep sharing it. God, I don't want to run around empty, right? So this morning, this morning, I want you to stand to your feet.